This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Movie Podcast. I, you guys look really upset, by the way. I don't know I if just, you wanted us to like to harmonize that or just to. Yeah, I didn't know what you were gonna say. I think I, I didn't I, think you were gonna say the Movie Podcast. I thought you were gonna think like think of something else, but no. Well, I would I, like why would I? Do I don't that? know. Just, <laughs> I've just, always just said to the play movie with podcast. us. Listen, the voices you're hearing beside me right there, the judgmental ones, the ones that wouldn't harmonize with me. The first one is Anthony. Anthony, Hello, everyone. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Yeah? I'm doing well. You had a good week? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was a good week. Thanksgiving week. Oh, yeah. Thanksgiving yeah, week. Thanksgiving was in Canada. was on Monday. Yeah. Canada. Canada. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was a good week. Nice, nice. That's yeah. awesome. And then the other voice that wouldn't harmonize along with me is uh, <laughs> none other than Daniel Baptista. Hello there. Hello. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Uh, How was your week? My week was good. We uh, had a lot of leftover turkey. From Thanksgiving. Oh, nice. Uh, we also had Nathan Johnson on our show. We did have I mean, no big deal. Oh, yeah. We had Nathan NBD. Johnson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nathan. That's on awesome. our show, talking about his composition. Okay. <laughs> his, <laughs> what, what do you like get ready for this. Composition. You won't believe this, but this uh, composer. Yeah, that was this week. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had a good week. I'm really glad. Yeah, I also had a good week. Um, did we ask him, though? No, did you didn't ask me, though. But week? I think yeah, I'm he, the host he, here. I was, I was the first one. That he asked, and I said, it "No, was... but I said, do we ask him about his week?" Oh, nobody cares about. Okay, yeah, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. How was your week? That was yeah, good. no, eh? That was good. Uh, I, uh, I just kind of hung out, you know. That's good. Just, just oh, live. I see you're wearing a Batman, the Batman shirt. I am wearing. So a Batman that came shirt. in. That came in. And in honor of the delay till 2022. That's right. The shirt was just, not. <laughs> just to remember the pain. So I'm wearing mm. a Matt Reeves the Batman shirt right now. As always, you can catch a new episode of the Movie Podcast every single Monday across all your favorite podcast services. And if you want to be a part of the show and give us some of your comments, suggestions, and corrections, head on over to thistimewith.com slash talk. Open up that mailbag, write a couple of letters, and hit send. Or submit. I don't even know what the button is on there. Send. Send? Or submit. That's a great question. Send mitt. Send mitt. Uh, what's the mailbag send, though? There you go. There it is. It's it's very Hannibal Lecter though, so I don't know if I like it. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I like. But it. you're the but one like, that you're the one that season. created it though. We're no, I went. No, that, you you toned that down this time. That was that was the light. And there's like hardly in the microphone talking like, uh, about it too. <laughs> but we're 13 days from Halloween. We are unlucky Spooky. number 13. Spooky days. Yeah. But is it is that from the date of listening or the date of? recording day of recording Ooh, yeah. now the audience Ooh. knows when we record again damn it if they haven't figured it out already we record the show before they listen to it <laughs> <laughs> all right guys you can follow us at the movie podcast on instagram and twitter and don't forget to leave us a review on apple Podcasts and join our discord please check out our show notes down below for a little surprise the surprises are notes <laughs> uh, have we um i haven't been to the discord channel yeah. is it how is it uh oh it's 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 just popping is it yeah, we're just talking movies and shows and hanging out there. It's just finger popping. Oh, that's cool. That's really cool. <laughs> yeah. Oh, because Discord is new to me, so I'm I'm um, learning. You should you it. should join our own Discord. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Before you join any others, join ours. Join ours. Oh yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, just a suggestion. Yeah, that's that's what I'm gonna do. Okay. I think I downloaded the app today. No, that didn't create an account yet. That's just, not the app though. That's okay. Which app? I don't know. I'm just I'm looking <laughs> oh, at, I'm looking at, at Safari right now. I don't like it. Okay. <laughs> All right, guys. So we have some reviews up. Some great, great, great reviews. We have the Trial of Chicago Seven. This movie just came out um, last week, technically, if you're listening to this. Um, uh, courtesy of Netflix, so thank you for them, and definitely give that one a listen. I think it was a fantastic film, and I think we all did, and it's very relevant today. We also have a review of On the Rocks available. This is the Sofia Coppola, Rashida Jones, Bill Murray film that's available on Apple TV Plus. So if yeah, you, this week, this yeah, week it's out. It comes 23rd. out this week on twenty third, this Friday, I believe. So please go ahead and give that one a listen if you're curious about Apple TV Plus and its offerings. Dan and I do a pretty good breakdown of you know how we found it and closer to the one year of Apple TV plus we'll definitely give our, you know, re review of it, I guess. Yeah. 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 A little bit of a bracket update. So we have, you know, our Halloween bracket running right now of best horror films. Uh, this has been a scary one to edit, to be honest with you, because uh, <laughs> I'm not the best with horror movies, but it's whatever. Uh, we had the exorcist up against the lighthouse and we had scream up against it. Uh, the Exorcist came out on top, and along with that, Scream also came out on top. So, this week, what we're going to see is Halloween versus The Shining, and The Exorcist versus Scream. Mm. Should be this is going to be a big week. What do you this guys is think week. is going to come out on top? I think The Shining, Shining versus Halloween. Halloween. Oh, uh, I think, I think The Shining may pull a sneaky and win there. Okay. Uh, but I, I think I want Halloween to win. Yeah, yeah. Because 2018 Halloween, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I want Halloween to win, but Me I think too. The Shining will win. Yeah. Um, and I think Scream will go on. I think Scream's going to win everything, to be honest with you. You think so? Yeah, really? I think, I think Scream is just going to take... Just judging by how many people voted for Scream. Was Scream, yeah. Scream was against The Lighthouse, right? No, Scream was against It. Okay, the yeah. Exorcist was against The Lighthouse. There's yeah. only one person that voted for The Lighthouse. Yeah, it's the person who put it in the poll. Yes, well, yes. Well, Bracket, which is me. <laughs> it was Daniel. Daniel. Everyone uh, else but said, I knew it was why was, did you do this? Um, uh, when we saw how much Scream just decimated It, oh, yeah. I'm like, I think there's enough of a screened fandom. That's going to vote this thing to the like. Radio. I love Scream. I watch Scream every Halloween. Yeah, every every day, every day. I scream all the time too. <laughs> yeah, I had the. I remember like growing up. Like I didn't really watch the Scream movies. I I saw them on like much music growing up, like right. during the Halloween season. But I never like had real memories of them other than like channel surfing scene. But I went right. as the Ghostface. Go Ghostface. Yeah, for, me too. for Halloween with the blood I mean, with the blood does. pump in my hand. Yeah, that shit was cool. I would say like Scream is our generate, yeah, our generation's Halloween. Well, sure. Halloween oh, isn't, sure. but then Halloween is so like on social media. Halloween pulls in more of the of the videos and the the talks about Halloween. Yeah, like the the physical day, right? So, and Scream is is there, but not as big as Halloween. Yeah, that'd be a good topic for us to do. Like the best, like I don't want to say like killers, obviously, but like both Ooh. best like horror characters mascots yeah like yeah. mascots because like we have like i feel like recently Maybe pennywise oh yeah because is the last episode before halloween stay tuned for that the oh yeah player. that's a that's a really good hannibal lecter's a good idea okay we'll, we'll do okay, that okay. we're gonna talk about shut up just shut up okay shut your mouths <laughs> next week we're talking about like easter bunnies yeah <laughs> what's your favorite uh, bunny film uh peter rabbit 2 obviously uh all right well let's jump into the news here that's so good. Oh, I love it every time. Every time. 
All right, first bit of news here we got is Furiosa, Anya Taylor-Joy, Chris Hemsworth, Yaya Abdul-Mateen 2, uh, the second, I don't know why, I made him a sequel to himself, uh, to star in Mad Max spinoff. Technically is, you know, like, he you're is. a sequel to your parents, it's right? It's true. We, oh, damn, that's deep. Uh, this is coming from our good friend, Boris Kitt of The Hollywood Reporter. So, Warner Bros. and filmmaker George Miller are returning to the world of Mad Max Fury Road. Anya Taylor-Joy... Chris Hemsworth, Yaya Abdul-Mateen II will star in Furiosa, a standalone action-adventure feature that acts as an origin story to the powerful character first embodied by Charlize Theron in Miller's Oscar-winning 2015 movie. The studio announced Tuesday, Although the movie is not greenlit, the castings put the project on the path of getting made after years of anticipation from fans of and years of teasing by Miller, who said that he wanted to return to the character and that the post-apocalyptic world. Miller will direct, co-write, and produce the project, working with longtime producing partner Doug Mitchell and their Australia-based Kennedy Miller Mitchell Banner. Ooh, Anthony, what do you think? That's great. I'm I'm excited to see George Miller direct again because he hasn't directed anything since Mad Max, and that was fantastic. And it's another type of Mad Max storyline, so I'm super interested. Yeah, and it's Furiosa. Yeah, yeah, and I I also really like Anya Taylor Joy. I think she's such a good actress. Hmm. Hmm. And Chris Hemsworth is in it, yeah. so that's huge. I wonder who, what character he plays. Does he play one of the... Someone Australian, probably. Someone Australian. Yeah. George. George. Um, but yeah. I'm, I'm, I think I'm, I'm more concerned, though, that since it hasn't been greenlit yet, we see a lot of projects get cast and then just kind of sit there. Right. Like, like and this is, and George this is, Miller's Justice League. Yeah, <laughs> like I was going to say George that Miller's there was Justice two weeks League. away from shooting, and then yeah. they were like, nah, writer strike, we're not doing this. Yeah. But we've also seen uh, things, nothing's going to come to my mind right now, but we know we've seen it, where it's just like, oh, cast, cast, cast. Movie really hasn't been greenlit yet. So right. that kind of puts a bit of a red flag up in the air of, is this actually going to get made? Right. Um, but yeah. This story, like, they've been talking about this forever. For a for, lot since for, 2015, yeah. I, I feel like we've been hearing literally Furiosa spinoff, Furiosa spinoff, and then we heard Anya Taylor Joy earlier this year was like the rumored person to be uh, cast in this, yeah. and it's nice to see that like again, Yahya Abdul Mateen the second has been I think in everything now, mm-hmm. like he he's having everything a, good, every a hell of a career so far, um, or in the last year I would say he's been in like Watchmen, Child of Chicago Seven, Aquaman, Aquaman, <laughs> Aquaman, Aquaman, <laughs> um. So it's like it's nice to see. It's just it's crazy to think that like George um, Miller, George Miller is going to be like this guy's seventy five years old, and he's like, yeah, let's let's do another one, let's yeah. go, which but is dope. Maybe he realizes like he doesn't have that much time to make more movies. Yeah, like he does take a long time. He took ten years off, I think. Yeah, between, between Happy Feet Two and <laughs> and Mad Max. Yeah, yeah, Fury or something Road. like that. Or always blows my mind. Another yeah. movie, but that yeah. Happy Feet. Yeah, <laughs> what were you doing all that time? Uh. I don't know. You should make Happy Feet three, maybe. <sighs> and Happy know. Happy Feet. I have never watched Happy Feet, but it's gotten great reviews. Yeah, and yeah. people love it. So and it came out at that time where it's like March of the Penguins was huge, and then like uh-huh. yo yeah. Happy Feet. So Penguins had their resurgence in like that two thousand, <sighs> that late two thousands era. Never, you know? never doubt a penguin. No, is what I always say. Um, they have a. It's interesting to see like these directors now that like, like technically like our even our our, our parents grew up watching because like. You know, George Miller, the first Mad Max came out in, like, 1979 or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's like, he has, he's still making movies. They just announced this week, Ridley Scott is, has, he's making a Napoleon movie with um, uh, Joaquin Phoenix. 
yeah, and yeah. Ridley Scott's like 82 years old. And then yeah. Martin Scorsese's still making movies. He has Killers of the Flower Moon coming out. It's like, damn, like there is a long line of directors who are like 70 plus still just, just pumping, pumping out, out. Right. giant films, which is which is interesting to see. Good for them. Yeah. Well, yeah, because it's the first time we've ever, like films have really original, like within the last 100 years, right? Yeah. So if you've been. They've been around for that. <laughs> right? Like if you. Minimum. If you look at these directors, they're about in their 70s or 80s. We don't know, like, who's the oldest director out there, right? So this is that type of, I guess, part of history that we're learning how far you can go to direct a film at what age and, like, the toll it takes on you. Yeah. I guess for, like, Scorsese and Spielberg, they they have a team or they're just so well versed in making films they know what to do and how to, how to handle it right. also their names are so synonymous who's going to what pressure is going to be put <laughs> yeah. on them yeah right? yeah spielberg 73 um yeah it's interesting cuz like we always kind of heard that that line from tarantino who's like yeah i only want to make 10 films because directors after 10 movies they they kind of lose their i guess their quality at that point, that's mm-hmm. something Tarantino's always... But it's it's just crazy to see, like, damn, like, we're living in a time where these directors have been working, like, for a better part of, like, almost 50 years now. Mm-hmm. It's like they're still making movies. That's crazy. I think Clint Eastwood is... Oh, my God. Oh Clint Eastwood, I totally God. forgot. He's probably He's the oldest just, one. Just bones at this point. It's just... He is... He's, it's like dinner... It's like Weekend with Bernie, and just, they're just using, like, strings on him the whole time. Weekend oh, with Bernie. Do you guys... Do you guys know how old Clint Eastwood is? I want to um, say 85. Is there a number that exists? <laughs> a quantifiable number there is a quantifiable he's number. x what do you what do you honestly i think he's 83 i said 85 he's 90 Damn. No! he's 90 years old man yeah. <laughs> no way my god and his last directed movie was richard jewell so if movies have been around for 100 years he was just- <laughs> yeah like you gotta think like what movies with sound picture and sound <laughs> was he in the talking i'm pretty before? sure he was like you know he knew how to use at one point he probably did he was at hughes's house like listen dude why are you peeing in these jars <laughs> wasn't howard hughes's movie the first uh movie to one have the, sound the first one the sound yeah the the, the plane one the plane one yeah. battle of or the angels hell's angels i think or uh, something skies like of that. angels yeah, Something that, like, like that. think about that. That's that wasn't that long ago where no, you know, sound and video were first put together. I think that was in the 30s and 40s. Um, yeah. So it's actually yeah, it's very close to 100 years. When yeah. you when you think of like when you put it in perspective though, when you're just like like 100 years feels like a really long time, obviously. But when you kind of like this year, I feel it's kind of going faster now. Mm-hmm. But like in the scope of a year, it's like we've been doing the show for two years in March. Yeah. Doesn't feel like that. No. So like. Time is just such a weird thing. Yes, especially you know? especially this year. Especially this year, dude. Like, think about it. We were just saying. I was just saying. Sound and video were just put together in the 30s or 40s or what 20s. 2020, you have digital characters that are photorealistic. Yeah, yeah. The amount of technology that has spanned in the last 20 years is far beyond what anyone from oh, the years before that from there to could even imagine yeah. so imagine 20 years from now oh my god it's gonna be crazy. 40 years from now well, like what do movies look like yeah i mean like look what like look what was achieved with a movie like the lion king which couldn't even happen five years ago yeah you know to that to that level and it's like where's how do you elevate that even further like it's crazy to think like how I, do you make that look better i'm not so again i'm not looking for i'm not looking forward to a james cameron another james cameron avatar but i think he would be the one who would push even sure, further yes 
I mean, push technology and film further. further. Yeah. Look at look what happened with CG and 3D. Even though 3D like was more of the fad. Like I mean, like when's the last time we saw unfortunate fad? When's the last 3D movie we saw? I want to see the Lion King. Wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Lion King was the last it. one because Disney was like the last studio I think to still be pushing, still pushing out 3D. It out, yeah. Warner Brothers really wasn't doing it, and we would always try to avoid the 3D screening, yeah. but sometimes yeah. it was just unavoidable. That's what you got. Um, 3D TVs, but I mean, like I had one. I had I one. Too, I still yeah. have one. I still house. have one. I have three in my house, and like I don't think I've ever. U- I used it once. I so. used the. I used it when we were like when I first got the TV, okay. and I was just like. Look at this, and then I, and then I can make movies that aren't three D three D. I'm like, oh, this looks terrible. Yeah, <laughs> this looks so. It's like four eighty p. I had Days of Future Past like on three D Blu Ray because it came with the bundle, and I was watching it. I'm like, oh wow, this is like my eyes are bleeding at this point. It was hard. <laughs> and then they had, I think the PS3 had games that you could do yep. in three D. Arkham Asylum, Arkham so, City. Yeah, I was playing Arkham City in three D, and I was like, why am I doing this to myself? <laughs> It was so painful. Yeah, yeah. I mean that th- those are more like the gimmicks. But I mean, like when you look at the technology, the CG technology of Avatar, it's like what ILM did and like what and all of those people did. Yeah. It's, it's unreal, unreal, unreal. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think um, when I first started to realize that technology was gonna start to really be scary, um, was that uh, Tupac hologram in Coachella? Oh, yeah, like, for when sure. When that happened, I was like, what? Oh the shit. Fuck. Um, well, yeah, that's uh, that's George Miller's. That's um, George Miller's. <laughs> yeah. That was our. Uh, <laughs> we, we went on a bit of a tangent there, but I hope you guys all stayed. We, along it all, for the it ride all came together. It all on this Fury circle. Road. See, <laughs> brought it back together. Next story here we have is Disney says its primary focus for entertainment is streaming. They announced a major reorganization. This is coming from Sarah Witten of CNBC. Disney is restructuring its media and entertainment divisions as streaming becomes the most important facet of the company's media business. On Monday, the company revealed that in order to further accelerate its direct-to-consumer strategy, it would be centralizing its media businesses into a single organization that will be responsible for content distribution, ad sales, and Disney+. Shares of the company jumped more than 5% during after-hours trading following the announcement. The move by Disney comes as the global coronavirus pandemic has crippled its theatrical businesses and ushered more customers toward its streaming services. As of August, Disney has 100 million paid subscribers across its streaming offerings, more than half of whom are subscribers to Disney+. I would not characterize it as a response to COVID, CEO Bob Chepik told CNBC's Julia Burston on Closing Bell on Monday. I would say... COVID accelerated the rate at which we made this transition, but this transition was going to happen anyway. The new structure is effective immediately. The company currently expects a transition its financial reporting to reflect these changes beginning in the first quarter of fiscal 2021. I'll be honest, I always forget that Bob is the CEO of Disney. Yeah, yeah. It's still Iger to me. Yeah, because Bob, Bobby, Bobby Whitehead, Bobby White Gloves, Whitehead. White <laughs> I mean, he has white. That's hands. just a fact. Bobby yeah. White gloves. Uh, I was like, what is it? What is it? Robert uh, Vanilla. Bobby <laughs> Two Eyes. Uh, yeah, Bobby White gloves. Like he's still in the company, though. He's still he's still hanging around. He's pulling the strings, though. You know what he's I mean? He's at the water cooler, just like, <laughs> what do you want? Yeah, Bobby. I don't know if you want to do that, Mister Chappie. He's, he's like the scene in uh, in Sicario with. Um, you know, Benicio Del Toro's character at the water cooler and that lawyer walks up to him. That lawyer is like Bob Chapek and yeah. he's just talking to him. Like, he's, oh, the wife and kids, they're good. And then he picks up like a giant <laughs> jug of water to like God. go waterboard somebody. Yeah. He's like Putin. Who, who is? Vladimir Putin. Who is? The, who oh, Bob, is like, Bob, I know Vladimir Putin. Oh, uh, Bobby Wakelos, Iger. Because oh, he's wow. there. 
He's, he's not leaving. Up. Yeah. <laughs> He's, he's not the president. He's, he's not the CEO, the but like he's still there. Like he's, he's, he's still like, the CEO, guys, right? Stop right there! Now don't do that. <laughs> he's poisoning people for oh, some reason. Damn. Oh damn! He's just taking. I got out. Mickey, you know, smothering <laughs> people in the back. <laughs> Mickey's just like pillows on top of people's faces. I don't want to do this. I think uh, Bob listened to our podcast and Which Bob, just though? the chep chep chepic chepic. Um and probably listen to what we were saying. I think he did I, don't, I think we've been saying that since oh. 2004. 2004. Yeah. The what? Sorry. Oh, that we that we should they should be focusing on streaming. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, again, does this does this news surprise us? No. I think the the big takeaway that you said that I guess that Bob said is that this <laughs> was always that this was always going to happen. It's just transitioning faster yes. now. And I mean that's that's realistically it's, it's huge. It's not surprising, you're right? But it's huge because you would think Disney, who during this coronavirus pandemic has been very weird. I guess like they've been so they've also they've to me felt like the most disorganized. About in, what, in what sense? In the sense that when you look at you know their parks, oh, open, right. opening them up right away. When you look at their release strategy of films and movies, it's just kind of like. Okay, we'll you know we'll do something called premiere access. Okay, now now we won't. Now we'll remove this movie. We'll put right. this on there. Like dropping Artemis Fowl on there. Like it's almost like they're so aware of what their film's quality is that they're just like, okay, no, we want money for this, so we'll we'll do this. So it's kind of felt like they're just. You would expect that company to be the one that's like, okay, we know what we're doing. Everyone, mm. take a seat, take right. it easy. Um, and, and and I know I'm I'm saying this and and. Obviously, no one can know really how things work. Right. But you just think when you're the biggest company in the world, you have a lot of R&D being done. Right. But I guess, like, what R&D could really be done into I don't know. how people are going to react in the pandemic. I right? don't know. But that's the thing, right? Like, you would think that since you're yeah. so giant. there's Right. Yeah. I think a lot of corporations don't know what to do. Because they're, they're scared of... Again, Even the government doesn't know what to do. No. And exactly. any government in the world doesn't know what to do unless... They've dealt with it in the past. For sure. Yeah. This is the first time we in North America have dealt with it. Right. And there's a big chunk of people. Yeah. And culture plays a huge part in it. Sure. How you were brought up, yeah. how you think. This is not like, you know, you're in China in a sense where you're, that culture is more uh, aware of viruses and even how their government works with right. it was like, people in a This is going to be a lockdown. A stricter, is, yeah. Yeah. Right. And how they just say, yeah, we we agree with that or, or just uh, uh, comply. So there's a lot of things that are new to everyone. Sure. And and that and that's a good point because, again, when we knew, like, when COVID first started breaking out and we heard, like, oh, lockdowns in these countries, you can't go out, you can't do this. Where in North America, we have very much that mentality in Canada, too. And um, that's why I'm saying North America, where it's like, we don't let the government tell us what to do. We rebel against that. We'll have anti-mask rallies. I'm like, you're a fucking idiot. Mm. Uh, but like, I think just in terms of uh, like with with this news, I think this was always going to happen. And I and I know Disney's again huge company, so many different legs of the company with the resorts, with the uh, theme parks, with theaters, with cruises, cruises. With oh, there's yeah. so many aspects of what Disney owns. Again, they're 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 going to kind of freeze and be like, "What do we? What should we do?" <laughs> because headlines, we really. have investors. Because if people start selling that Disney stock, then that's not good. Yeah. Um, but what this does make me hopeful for is next year, a lot of things that may have been looking at the, like right now. I know Black Widow is still posed yeah. for theaters in May. 
I feel like we may see it theaters and Disney Plus. Like, I think they're going to really start changing. I was so down for that from the beginning. Like, you if know? you did give me the option for both, because I remember that was supposed to be Milan. Right. It's supposed to be, hey, theaters and Disney Plus. And wherever theaters are open. And then right. It was just Disney Plus. Because even theaters, like, you don't know if they're going to be open in May. No. Right? Like, they might gonna, close down. And, and that's the thing. It's not even the fact that it's going to be safe to go. Is once everything is open, <laughs> yeah. will they still exist? Will they be yeah. running? Yeah. Will they be running? Like, we know... Right now, Cineplex is closed here in most parts of Ontario, or the most populated parts of Ontario. Theaters, uh, Regal's closed up until Bond. Like, are these theaters going to survive four or five months closed with no revenue? Like, how? how much popcorn? Like, and I'm not even saying this as like a as a joke. Like, how much concession can they be selling? Because a lot of them are selling concession like at their front doors Uber or Eats. Uber Eats. Like, how much concession can you be selling to? You can't. You can't sustain a business that way. And I and I feel for the companies that. You know, our mom and pop theater chains. Like, yeah. You know, we think about the one that we have here in, in Ontario. Uh, well, not Ontario, but there's a lot. But close to us would be the, the Film.ca. Film.ca, yeah. And we had a great experience. And I, and I truly hope that they're doing okay. Yeah. But it's just like, I, I this this is good for Disney's bottom line. This is good for the consumers. But what this is not good for is the theaters. Because mm. theaters are going to be like, shit. That's Disney. If anything, Disney movies are almost guaranteed box office successes yeah because any marvel movie is going to be a billion dollars essentially and now it's like if they're going to rework this whole their whole priority that things are going to go to disney plus then that's that's going to start to hurt theaters do you remember the beginning of this year when um you know everything was starting and uh the ceo of amc was trying to come after universal yeah for for uh (laughs) trolls world tour yeah like you look at that and you're like was it worth it, dude? That's the, like the assassination of like Franz Ferdinand, like that. That started the it's great band. That started like the war. I wonder how, you know? how like theaters interpreted this message when from they Disney? heard from Disney and when they heard that they're they're the know, mercy of them, right? Like, what are they gonna do? Right, like, but you know, like just that. I what you just said about Universal. Yeah, you know, they were there were repercussions, and yeah, we're not gonna play your movies <laughs> here anymore. Now you're not gonna even play Disney movies there anymore. Yeah, or let alone any type of movie. It's right. just. Yeah, yeah, um, but like, like going back to that, it's like we're gonna look to that as like that was the first, like them refusing to show Universal movies is like that was like the first like sign, <laughs> the sign of like shit things are about to. There's gonna be some type of the- theater streaming war yeah. happening that I'm really curious to see what next year is gonna look like because you know, like obviously right now Warner Brothers is like yeah Batman's getting a movie but it's also getting an HBO series. Suicide Squad is getting a movie, but it's also getting an HBO series. So it's almost like they're trying to create like supplementary content to not only get theater money, but also get streaming money. And now with Disney focusing, like the biggest studio of all, I mean, Disney last year, um, it they was last year, what, like 80% of the, yeah. Office. Remember, like yeah. I was saying like, yeah, Disney by like September is going to have more money than God. the year before. And it's like, they did. And it's like, they still had frozen coming out and everything. Yeah. It's like, it's insane. That was last year. That's why. That was last year. It feels so long ago. Yeah. Does Disney Plus uh, increase in price this year? Great question. I don't think this so. This year, no. I don't think it will see an increase in price for three years. Yes. Yeah. Two to three years max. We got an uh, increase in Netflix, though. Oh, but for we talked about that last week. In yeah. Canada, yeah. For yeah. if you're on the premium and yeah. how much? $18.99? I think we're like at $18 or $19. Jeez, that's like, like crave here for us. You yeah. Know? I don't think that's worth that price. I don't think so. But like just for because you're paying more for the quality, yeah. Like the well, you're paying for their 
Matt. So I was going through their list. Dolby Vision. And they have like a hundred shows and movies coming out in the next three months. From from November to December, they have like at least 50 shows. Nuts. And it's like, well, that's, I'm guessing they're just spewing money to anyone who wants to make something and hoping that it's good. But that type of business model, like mentality, does shouldn't, like, it's not going to work for ever because you're going to, you're going to reach a limit where people are not going to pay that. I don't know, man. I, I feel like people like Netflix is just one of those things now that you just, you can think of it like your phone bill now, like all these other streaming services, they're, they're not at that level yet. Maybe Disney plus. Cause like Disney plus is like regard, like you're paying for Disney for the back catalog yeah. essentially. Right. Like yeah. if you're looking at, like, I know we're going to talk about Disney plus in November, like the one year kind of yes. recap. But, like, still to this day, Disney Plus has the best, I would say, catalog of any streaming service in terms of, but like, with the back catalog, what they're bringing to it. Just because, it, like, what you're getting there is you're getting every single Star Wars, every single Marvel, every single Pixar, every single Disney. Like, you're getting all of that right. for $8.99 a month here in Canada, which yeah. is insane. Um, but, like, you're looking at, like, Netflix now is just, people are are have had it for, like, 10 years now and are so embedded in it. I think they just... I don't even notice now when my Netflix charges me. Yeah, you know no, what I mean. Yeah, yeah. I just, I, I just, it. I but it's, it doesn't mean it's right either. No, I know. I just right? like how do you want to be remembered for great content or do you just want to make money? Because I feel like in the long run, in the grand scheme of all things, it's not always just about money. It's about sending a message. Your legacy. <laughs> it's like your legacy. Like you don't, you, you want to leave a legacy. Sure. You don't want to be that company that just makes money i always think about um i don't think netflix the cuties controversy that happened right (laughs) sorry the cuties controversy that happened with oh yeah that like didn't affect them yeah no because that was more like was it was it being marketed like that here too or was that more than netflix it was here too yeah um but it's funny then like we have our next news story which like we'll we'll talk about but like you see the talent now that netflix is drawing yeah and it's like you know netflix you know started out like kevin spacey and house of cards like that was a big deal because, like, oh my god, like Kevin Spacey is doing this, and Robin David Wright, David Fincher, it was David Fincher's show on on Netflix? Like, it's a Netflix original show. Like, Netflix has never done original. And then, like, content Orange before. is New Black was coming out. You know, like, oh, this is interesting. And then, and then it just it just exploded. And, and now with the movies, like, we're seeing Netflix getting nominated for Best Pictures. And I think The Irishman was a big one. Remember? You know, The Irishman, and then Roma, yeah. and then like like Mer- like last year we were, like we were talking in our Trial of the Chicago Seven review, like. This is probably going to be like a in every award category yeah. next year, yeah. and it's like they're they've built that brand now that it's just it just feels like everlasting now. Yeah, you know, I was we were talking about it two or three episodes ago about you know will there be an Oscar <laughs> this year? And I said no. And now that I've watched a couple of movies, you can clearly see there's some movies that are streaming based that are going to be probably nominated for an Academy sure. Award. Yeah. And like I said, I think Netflix is this is their year to win. <laughs> I think so. A good chunk I of think so. awards. Do you mind they still lose somehow? Like they lost, they lose. Like, <laughs> like you lost. Else. There's only like two movies. Yeah. yeah. There was there was a, Bad Boys for Life one what? best picture. What? There was a story. <laughs> no, I guess play? an article somewhere that I read that um, one, there is one nomination for a Tony Award for best I guess performance, and it's this guy from Hamilton, and it's only him because there's no other. <laughs> God. There's oh no other. God. I guess at that time God, there was no can you other. Imagine winning play, that, and you're just winning it. You're on just your like, own. then you still lose. They're like, <laughs> and it was undecided. No, like, what? <laughs> I was the only nomination. Bad Boys, Bad Boys 
four. Life. Life. For life. Yeah. Three. Uh, is this three? Oh yeah, sorry. Bad Boys Three yeah. will be nominated. It has to be. It has, for, to, it has to be part of that twelve nomination. You can't discriminate against it. Well, I don't think it'll be nominated for Best Picture, but you I gotta think give it's it gonna to be Best Picture. You <laughs> it's gonna win. They have to fill imagine? out twelve. But man. They, there's been enough to 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 win to to set a Best Picture. I think. You think? I think so. Because I saw I saw I'm one. So aggressive, by the way. <laughs> you, you think? think? Yeah. L- name them now. No, but I've, <laughs> I was 12. seeing I was seeing some of the like Academy Award like film twitter talking about it and i was seeing like the list i'm like yeah like that that does look like it could be a list for for next year like in bet- like from netflix along trial of chicago seven mank um the chadwick boseman one like there's a lot there's a lot still coming i think that we're gonna see but yeah what a what a year what a year this is i think we yeah. say that a lot i'm on just show. saying bad boys for life should have won 100 with you yeah I'll, I'll start the campaign with you <laughs> next story again about netflix leonardo dicaprio you guys heard of him? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Meryl yeah. Streep. You guys heard of her? Yeah. Uh, what's she done? I didn't say anything. Uh, Jonah Hill. Timothy Chalamet. I have to say his name like that. I, you know, Every time I see guys. his name, I think of Swiss Chalet. I always, always think of Swiss Chalet. Yeah. Ariana Grande, Himesh Patel, uh, and others joined Jennifer Lawrence in Netflix's Don't Look Up from Adam McKay. This is coming from Justin Kroll of Deadline. And what is to be one of the biggest lineup of A-list talent since Steven Soderbergh assembled his Ocean's Eleven team, Netflix and Adam McKay are giving Jennifer Lawrence quite the group of co-stars to join her in Don't Look Up. Leo, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, Kate Blanchett, Jonah Hill, Himesh Patel, Timothy Chalamet, Ariana Grande, Kid Cudi, or Scott Miss Cudi, Matthew Perry, and Tomer Sisley are joining this ensemble that also includes the previously announced Rob Morgan. McKay will write and direct and co-produce along with Kevin Messick under McKay's Hyperobject Industries banner. The film follows two low-level astronomers who embark on a media tour to warn mankind of an approaching asteroid that will destroy Earth. It's such a weird way of like how they, they phrase that whole article. Very, yeah. It's like Jennifer Lawrence is there, but it's like but they're, they're, they're all joining her. Yeah. But then they don't mention Kate <laughs> Blanchett part of that that sub that heading yeah. which is one of the biggest actresses yeah out mm. there and jennifer lawrence being another biggest actress right and it's like leonardo's always going to be first because oh of course it's leonardo Leo yeah and meryl streep yeah and instead of having the women first and then right the men but it's also such a rant, like like ariana grande yeah matthew perry <laughs> matthew perry yeah. yeah he's gonna he's gonna be the comedic uh the, there's he's no, gonna be their friend there's no way so like if, if i know anything from like adam mckay movies there's no way that all these characters are going to be in a scene together. Uh-uh. It's going to be very much like separated. Like, oh, here's this group of mo- yes. this, this characters, and then these characters are doing something, yeah. and you know, they'll have such small, small roles. Yeah, too. so it's a huge, ridiculously. I already see the trailer in this movie where I it's just like it. just the names, like the do 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 do, and like the really name. fast cuts, and then it will be like th- these characters, funny scene. Do 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 the next that it's just going to keep going with like like a, just a crazy list of yeah of is names. this uh, Step Brothers the sequel that we've been <laughs> you know what sequel? then they go to Step space. Brothers two Electric Dead Boogaloo Brothers. oh that <laughs> one yeah they didn't mention Will Ferrell and John He's C Riley probably well I don't think I don't think they do their, uh, their 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 Gary anymore. Sanchez Gary yeah. Sanchez yeah well they, well they did it recently for something we saw was it the I think Sh- Sherlock show movie. Holmes and Watson? I, I don't watch that. Or was it uh, Vice? Was that the last one they did together? Maybe. Yeah, because I I remember we read on the we show that they were it, yeah. separating. They're cutting it. They're they're cutting ties. It's gonna be one Gary and one Sanchez. 
But uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, like again, I think Adam McKay is a talented director. I just his films haven't really excited me. Yeah, Big Short. I didn't. Is it Big Short? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't like Big Short. And Vice. I didn't like Vice. I'm trying, what else is he? What am I left with here? But know? he's produced a bunch of movies, obviously. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's produced a bunch of the like really funny comedies. Yeah, his comedy is phenomenal. Yeah. But as a director, I don't think like Big Short had moments of it where I'm like, I think this is trying too hard to be Wolf of Wall Street. Mm-hmm. And then Vice, I think, was just just was not for me. But I heard the Big Short was such a like an eye opener in terms of housing market and like what was happening. I think like I, that that was what the movie was about. But and I don't the way think... it was cut, it was so like intricate and. Well, yeah, like the, the I, like there is there is a the story of the Big Short. Like I actually like I liked the story that it was telling, but I just I like it wasn't a movie that lasted with me. Right, right. You know what I mean? Where, I haven't seen it. That's what you know I, what I mean. Like it was just one of those things. Like they were trying to they tried really hard to make like these bank uh, like definitions appealing. Where they're like, oh, here's Margot Robbie in a bathtub talking about. What does like higher interest loans or whatever mean? It, it, it was too frat house for me. I you don't know, know if that's a good word to describe. Sure. It. Too um, yeah. What's what's another word for frat? They are called. Like you're right. I know. Oh, I know. Forgot it. For like a fraternity? No. But it's it's, in the, yeah. They 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 actually said it in the movie, um, the Chicago Seven. They were referred to as something else. But yeah, I get it. Oh. Yeah. Um. Yeah, no, I like I just I just found out I'm like, oh, this movie's trying like really hard to make these things like interesting and appealing and mm-hmm. obviously like when the recession and everything in the states like it was a big the housing market was a huge deal in the states. Obviously like here too, but I think more to the extent in the states, right? Mm-hmm. Like that was a like a big moment. But I just I just feel like it just kept making me want to watch Wolf of Wall Street because literally there's a line in Wolf of Wall Street where Leo's like, yeah, though this it doesn't matter. Yeah. Bottom line is we're getting rich. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, I think it was trying to evoke that kind of energy. Yes. And I just never, never, it never got that for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm Advice. trying to think of, I'm trying to think of that word now. Vice was just a snooze fest. Oh yeah. Vice. I did not. Vice wasn't for me. And just the editing for it was, and it won, I think best editing that year too. Did and not. Yeah, and I think we had a seizure watching it too. Yeah. It was a, uh, it was an interesting film. Vice yeah. for sure. I haven't seen it either. Yeah. yeah, stacked cast here though. Stacked cast. I you know what you know. I hope it's good. I hope you know his third serious film is you know hits it off because his, his comedies are some of the greatest of all time. Is this a drama or a comedy? What do it's you always, think? It's always he always is a dramedy in a way. Dramedy, you know, but more drama, less itty. Mm. Yeah. Mm. You pulled up a list of movies that he's made. Maybe you want to kind of read them yeah. off to the audience so they they know who he is. Adam McKay is the director of Anchorman. He Tal- directed. He directed Anchorman. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, he directed Anchorman. Damn. Yeah. Talladega Nights. Yeah. Ricky Bobby. Um, everyone remembers the Landlord short, you know. With oh yeah. Oh, the funnier dialogue. He's actually in that one too. Yeah. Yep. Um, Step Brothers, obviously Anthony's favorite film of all time. Yep. Um, we have the other guys. We have Anchorman two, and then we go over to The Big Short, Vice, and now Don't Look. I was always. I always forgot that he directed those. I always because I always think of Judd Apatow. I was like, oh no, he produced. Yeah, Apatow's produced the producer, and then yeah. he was the director. Yeah, reminds me of a Ron Howard. You know what? A Ron Howard type of the Ron Howard director. of comedy. Because <laughs> he starts off with comedies, and then he'll drive into. Um, now he's more into the serious movies. Yeah, yeah. And his whole like his whole background is comedy, right? Um, well, Ron Howard started serious and then moved to like comedies. 
and uh, <laughs> you guys are just <laughs> you staring start, at me. You, <laughs> saw, you started seeming so unsure of yeah, your own. Yeah, uh, like, you're not confident in your own, like, own analogy. Like, but like, he's just you know, I, I feel like We're he's, just, with you yet. he's just he's gonna go on to other things too. Like, I wouldn't be surprised he directed a uh, superhero film in the next. Adam McKay. Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, I wouldn't be surprised either because he's supposed to direct uh, um, Ant Man. Was he? Yeah. Oh, I didn't oh know. no, was Edgar Wright? But Adam McKay was also signed on to it. Too. But I think Adam McKay just wrote with. Paul Rudd, though. But I think they were, they were talking about, like, how... Oh, okay. yeah, that was a rumor that well, he, you, he, yeah, made, he Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't, like, anything, like, substantial. No, because I, I, I'm like, I'm not, I don't we, think he we was We weren't surprised either, No, right? no, no, yeah. yeah. We were like, oh, is Adam McKay going to step in? And then yeah. Peyton Reed came yeah. in. Yeah. So it, it, wouldn't, it wasn't surprising. Yeah. Yeah, so... That was that. I wasn't confident in what I was saying, You so. weren't. <laughs> you just you started looking at us, and we're like, no, keep going. I just what felt like he's a Ron Howard type of guy. He also, like... Ron Howard started off on what the Andy Griffith show or yeah, something like, like that. Happy Days and yeah, yeah. So it was like comedic. Like there's a comedy approach yeah. to him. He directed Splash. Yeah, Splash. Yeah. Is that the one with uh, Daryl Hannah? Yeah. Daryl Hannah's. Uh, they had to like her, cover her butt. Her butt was digitally. They had to extend her hair. Her they? hair. Yeah. Oh god. Disney Plus. But did you guys see this week that they? Uh, yes. They added uh, like a censor, not a censorship, like a like what Warner Brothers does on the Looney Tunes. Cartoons. Right. They put like a text saying like, "Hey, like." This is from a certain time period. This is from a certain time. These depictions of these characters. This is not a reflection of the company, but again, like to change it, we want to start a conversation, blah, blah, blah. Great to have that. I much prefer that. 100%. Don't edit. Don't do dumb censorship. Did they re- Did they keep the editing? We, I don't know if, if they added Daryl Hannah's bum I feel crack like they back. Won't. I feel like they won't. Yeah, because that's a nudity. Yeah. Yeah. But and Mickey, and Mickey no, he doesn't like and nudity. Mickey, but we don't like no booty. But know? Hugh Jackman still drops the f bomb though in Days of Future Past. So and Donald Duck still doesn't wear pants. It's true, it's true. You know, and Jessica Rabbit, yeah, still looks great. Hundred hmm. percent. Anyways, uh, <laughs> let's jump into some trailers. 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 Oh, that's good. That's good stuff. So we only got two trailers this week. Both films, I'd say, are pretty much the exact same. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Both movies are, you, you just inter, you swap them you out. You change the titles out, they'll be the same. And movie. I wouldn't even know. Uh, Monster Hunter with um, Mila Jovich. Yep. And this is based on the video game franchise. This looks really bad. <laughs> the CG doesn't look bad, though. The CG doesn't look bad. The CG, it, it just looks like, she did the, was Resident Evil movies, yeah. right? Yeah. With her, with the, her oh. husband. No, who directed them? No, is it not her husband? So. I don't know. I don't know. I'm gonna I look into her that. husband, but we'll I'm gonna look into um, that. Yeah, looking at it, it we reminds might, might me. Be thinking of Underworld and and Len Wiseman. That's why. That's probably what I'm thinking of. Yeah, but I feel she's married to someone who's a director and, think... and directed a Resident Evil. But you then could... she could be. I could be completely wrong. Um, but getting back to the trailer, I thought this trailer was. Um, it wasn't bad. I'm just in, I I don't know the story of Monster Hunter. It reminded me of Transformers meets Resident Evil for some reason. Like this, the, yeah. the aesthetic because of it. The, the army feel, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. Uh, and in the desert, because in the first Transformers, they were in the desert fighting these yeah. machines. Um, yeah, Paul uh, W S Anderson. She's married to him. Is married to no uh, way. Yeah, no. that's I'm like yeah. Her husband. So it's, it's very him. similar to like Underworld She's, and Len Wiseman was married to Kate Beckinsale as well. She right, literally ma- married the worst movie. <laughs> oh my god. Movie, video game movie director ever. No, no, no. no, that's, no. That's Bowl. Yeah, Yui Bowl for sure. But like, look at his movies. There's not one good movie. I don't, I, I, I don't mind I, uh, Mortal Kombat. Oh my gosh. Yeah, but like, we're going <laughs> to his first film. <laughs> no, but I, but it's funny though, like, because those, I feel like there were so many Underworld movies. There were so many Resident Evil movies. Like, these movies have an audience. 
they yeah, definitely have a, they definitely have an audience where they make their money um yeah this trailer for me like i don't like i'm like yeah it looks yeah, like monster Hunter. event horizon i didn't realize that yeah like it looks like it looks like monster hunter it looks like the game like i don't really play the games but like does it look the game i don't know the monsters look the game yeah the do monsters like, look characters the do i don't really because i feel like the yeah. characters always look very like they not just, like that no they just look <laughs> generic like these characters are like generic like like army soldiers, army soldiers you know, yeah like, like transformers one where it's like oh yeah. here's here's these characters now, i know monster hunter one of the games is going to be a part of the ps plus collection for ps5 yeah. mm-hmm. uh will i play it Probably not. Probably, Probably not. not. <laughs> Stay tuned for, uh, for the but, details. Yeah, I mean, it's it's funny because he was talking about how like every studio in the world was trying to get the rights to Monster Hunter, but I already had them. I'm like, yeah, what, what studios? Who was, who was, who was after this? Yui Bowl? <laughs> <laughs> who were after the, who were after this, yeah. the rights of this movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not a, not. A, I don't know. It was it we'll was for me. This, I mean, this, you know, here's, here's, here's my thing. If you're a fan of Monster Hunter and you watch this trailer, let us know. Yeah. Let us know how you thought about it. Yeah. Does it do? Did it get you excited? Yeah. Did it tickle your monster? Will we even acknowledge a Monster Hunter fan who's going to? Damn oh, wow. No. That's so mean. No, of course we're, we're, we're gatekeeping now. Yeah. We don't, we'll take everyone except for Monster Hunter fans. <laughs> <laughs> we stay away from monsters. You know personally. what it is, though? Like, I, I, I say the name. I keep, I'm like, is that the right Monster Hunter? It just sounds it so doesn't sound too. real. Yeah. Like, oh, Monster Hunter. Like, it sounds like you know Monster House, like the animated film, oh like you know, like yeah. oh, it could be that. But it when you really see the name over and over again, you're like, oh, this sounds like a really shitty, yeah, like CG cartoon. Yeah, like Monster film. Hunter. I'm like, what? Like, why does it sound weird? It sounds. Yeah. I think we've said it too much. Now. I think we said it too much. Throw me off. I think we said it more than the actual director has. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the next trailer that we got was Hillbilly Elegy, and this is with Glenn Close and Amy Adams. Now, directed by Anthony's favorite. It's not my favorite. <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> I just said his name. You seem to love him a lot. Ronald I did like Howard. The solo film, so. Yeah, you did. And Rush. And Rush. Oh, yeah, and I yeah. love Ron Rush. Howard and also yeah, Apollo, yeah, 13, Apollo 13. And then Da Vinci yeah. Code. And, uh, um, he's, made, he's made good movies. He's a good director, yeah. yeah he's yeah. a good director. Um, yeah. Beautiful Mind. I was going to say, mind. we have a, like, can you guys think of the, like, six degrees of separation that we have to Glenn Close? We know Kevin Lima. That's exactly right. Okay, That's it. Okay, that was like one degree almost. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the famous Cruella. De- I think she did such a good job as Iconic, yeah. Iconic, Iconic, yeah. I always think of like the part of the trailer. I don't know if it was for one or for two where she was just like, woof, woof, woof. <laughs> she goes, last like oh crazy. God, I wish I recorded that. Yeah. Uh, Anthony and Shay's eyes just grew like the size of the More head. More like, what does that Fear, I think, that, that just occurred. Oh, did that sound just come Anthony out Anthony was like, where's Ron Howard? <laughs> <laughs> Take him away. I want to talk about Ronnie um, Howard. What's okay. this movie about? I don't know. I, think I feel like it's mom. Like, yeah, mom and grandma and dealing with drugs. Uh, the r- drugs. Yeah. I assume there's drugs. In no, I, I think it's the story of a of a, a son who's dealing with a, a mother who seems to be in and out of his life. Yeah, um, because she's uh, somewhat addicted to drugs. Some drugs, and the grandmother who has kind of taken over. And become the the mother figure yeah. for for this um, for this boy, and he grows up, and he's still dealing with the family drama. Yeah, uh, but it takes place in some like a like a Rust Belt district in the United States, so very uh, working class factory workers, blue you know, collar, blue collar, uh, you know, very poor. Yeah, just trying to live their life and get the most out of it. And you know, Amy Adams looks. 
scary? No, I don't want to say scary because people do look like that. So <laughs> <laughs> she just looks run down. She definitely and looks tired, and you know, just in Glenn Close, she looks run down and tired. It's that very almost unrecognizable. It's like yeah. a sequel to The Fighter. If Amy Adams really didn't get her, shit yeah, together. like yeah. she, they look like the they look like they're just trying to outdo one another to win an Oscar oh, at yeah. this point. Because both of them, I mean, like Glenn Close is like seven times no no win. Yeah, been nominated. Amy Adams has no luck, and you would think that she'd be like she would have had it by I'm surprised. now. Surprised? Th- yeah, I thought she would have won by now. So I feel like this will probably maybe maybe the maybe it'll be maybe three. maybe probably maybe not. not. <laughs> if, but, if history has yeah. anything to say about it, I don't know. Like in terms of best actresses at the at the moment, her performance stands out just from the trailer because it looks like an Oscar bait type of performance, an Oscar movie. Yeah. Um. I don't know who would be like looking back at the movies I've recently watched. Who would kind of be in that? I think that of, list. Um, oh my god, the Invisible Man, Elizabeth Moss. She did such a good job. I don't it. think Elizabeth Moss is. I think that movie's forgotten. Yeah, I think it's. it's so I think it's. Far, I think it'll be far. forgotten too for yeah. sure. Yeah, but I. I, I wish. That's yes. My wish. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of Elizabeth Moss. She's, she scares me a little bit. She's, she's a Scientologist, scared. and that's true. She, we don't talk about them on here. Yeah. yeah, except for Tom Cruise. Except for Do- Tommy Cruise. <laughs> yeah, I like Tom Tom's Cruise, but like, I like Tom we Cruise. know that. But Tom Cruise also like he came back. He came back, but we yeah. know like he really believes like some sort of alien is going to give him. But is he still a Scientologist though? I don't know. I don't know. I think he's more like on the hush hush about it now. He's like, shit. Listen, I can't talk about it no more. Yeah. Maybe he watched like one of those docs, and was What's like, that doc? what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> um, or one of those Leia Remedy. Yeah, or the the new one that's the bow that I really that uh, Nathan was telling talking to us on the show about. Yeah, yes. I, I have it the in my watch later. type of mentality. Yeah, yeah. Scary stuff though. Like it's it's scary when you when you see that and you're just like, damn, like it feels so far fetched. Yeah, but like you see it, and I'm like, no, this is real. Like, but then you, is... it's you know the United States. But you yeah. know what? Every country has some sort of um, cultish, yeah, religion. You know, like For sure. we were watching. Uh, under control and i learned about the korean korea's oh yeah their, uh, cultish their type cult of church that yeah. spread the virus on a whole nother level yeah but like i didn't expect that right but it's but funny though again. like we we see it as like you know we we see it like especially with that one we're just like oh yeah look how like strange it is and they're all like, kind of in sync and in motion and that and it's, oh, just it's like, called a doomsday christ church that's right like, yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, the, that's the name of the church right? that's the name of the church yeah. Yeah. what the hell uh, but then yeah, i'll you, join that church you, <laughs> like you kind of see it applied like maybe it's not as like apparent and like because we're used to it in certain like in our in like north america and stuff but like you see it only afterwards you're like damn like that's that's, that's a little much yeah you see like like a like a, a trump rally and you're just like that looks a little. Oh, it's definitely a cult. You know, that, that's a little. That like it just makes you like enough. I'll be like, yeah, that's that's weird. That's you know, like, that's yeah, very yeah. upsetting. Yeah. Is there any like actress you would put into the best other than Elizabeth Moss? Yeah, um, I'm just trying to think. Who was the one from Bad Boys for Life? <laughs> Carrie Ann Moss looking lady. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah, yeah. Now. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying, Bad Boys for Life is gonna sweep, dude. What a great movie, though. Oh, yeah. That was such it's a, a fun movie. Film, that, I feel like that was the last time we were all in a the theater having fun, and we were having fun because we went, to, we saw it in Anthony's hometown. We did, but that's that should have been the first sign of like you know bad things are going to come. Going to come because like, we, we had, to, we had to line up for the movie too. Yeah, we had to watch a movie in the Vaughn. It was cold, and <laughs> Anthony was there. He was happy. Uh, yeah, because I lived like down the street and had to drive to. <laughs> no, but like, but I'm trying to think because after that, after we saw Bad Boys, I feel like it was. 
we we started hearing about COVID more. It was, we got in the car and it was like COVID nineteen is starting. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, did and then Eminem dropped an album? Like, Eminem hey, dropped an album. Bad things are going to happen. This oh yeah, year I remember now. that? Yeah, because. Yeah. There's too much good happening at the beginning of this mm-hmm. year, and then it just started. And then happening. onward, that our last movie was onward, yeah. and that but was. But even uh, onward in Invisible Man, we were already feeling like a little uncomfortable in the theaters. Remember, like we were, we were all, we were all like, alcohol, like uh, uh what's it called? Rub- oh, yeah, remember we were. Oh yeah, you gave you were, me some hand sanitizer. Hand sanitizer. You were afraid of the the cockroaches in the in the popcorn. Remember? Yeah, but that was like something that was happening though. Yeah, <laughs> in Cineplex. that was happening. You know, like yeah. that was a cockroach no, no, in a no, popcorn. But, but we were already thinking already then. We were just we're like, oh, like, like oh, like we got to be careful there. I think there is rumors of there being a case in the States. <laughs> Let alone. Little do we know. And then yeah. now we're in October. We'll, we'll talk more about the, the COVID when we talk about another film in our, in our list here, but out this week, both films we watched and one of them we'll be talking about in a bit here. Uh, Rebecca coming to Netflix. This is coming out on Wednesday. Yeah, this Wednesday. This Wednesday. And we have On the Rocks, which we have a review up for as well. Anthony, you finally watched it this week, so you'll give yeah. us your thoughts on it. Yeah. Uh, and that's out this Friday as well on Apple TV+. Plus. So make sure to give them a watch if you're interested in them. What are you watching? Daniel, what do you watch this week? Oh, that's a great question. Yes. Yeah. Let me. Uh, wow, Daniel has not watched anything this week. No, <laughs> I was going to say, list. it's been a busy week. It was a short list. That's why I went first with them. <laughs> yeah. Get him out of the way. Get him out of the way. Yeah, just uh, throw in the garbage. This week, so I've been doing, a, I've been playing a lot of Ghost of Tsushima. Perfect. So I've just been, I've been trying to finish up that trophy. Oh, sorry, that platinum trophy. Mm-hmm. So I literally, I think I'm going to get it either today or tomorrow. It's nice. Point. Nice. Um, Just love that game. It's really good. And I, I'm trying to finish up because there's new games that I have that are out. That I'm like, I kind of want to push these to play them on PS5 to like Crash Bandicoot. I was loving, but I'm like, these load times are a little long. Let me yeah. let me try and push this so I have more things to play in November, yeah, and like December and stuff. So I like Tony Hawk and everything too, and FIFA. But yeah, Ghost of Tsushima. I'm like, I need to wrap this up. I want to get this all done so we can enjoy the multiplayer mode, which you and I played. Yeah, really fun. Oh, really thanks fun. for the invite. We did invite you. We no, did. you didn't. No, uh, we didn't. But you said I don't want to talk to you guys unless we're. Do you want to play today? I don't know. <laughs> do I? I don't but, know, but man. Like, I don't want to be invited after I've not been invited. No, but we already spoke about. We already we're going to run this together, though, in yeah. our in our See, podcast group. Oh. You have to check the Discord. That's where we invited. Yeah. You. That's why. <laughs> okay. Um. But no, it's it's like again, what what a, so what a great game. Like, I want to I want to try and finish this, and I'm like debating. I'm like, man, like The Last of Us Part Two. I really want to go back to as well. But again, I'm, I think I'm going to wait for PS5 so I could yeah. just get in get the last of the trophies I have for that too. Um, will that will that be a, a remaster? Not a remaster, but will that be upgraded in a sense? They haven't said anything. It's going to be playable, but they haven't announced any like boost mode or anything like that for it yet. Yeah. Um, Trial of Chicago Seven, which again we have a review out now on the movie podcast feed. So just go through our feed; you'll see a review of it there. Great film. Uh, totally under control. This movie infuriated me yeah. to my core. Uh, Alex Gibney's the director. We'll talk about it. Yeah. Um. God, you guys all watched it too. Yeah. Um. And I think something we were ta- we were talking about before we started recording is that this film, like, it's we're still obviously we're we haven't even reached the peak of what like this virus is going to be, and I think, and it's like it hasn't even begun to peak. <laughs> and like and and like seeing all of oh this Dante's peak. Da- <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to put that movie on my list, but you watched it. Yes. No. then it just triggered. You just triggered something in his head. Um, Pierce Brosnan. He's yeah. gonna stop COVID. <laughs> uh, Volcano. Yeah. It's just it's just very frustrating. It's it's a really well made documentary. 
I think what I love so much about this documentary too is that I, I wrote, I just wrote like a little note on it so I would remember. Um, the timeline is really easy to follow, yes. which I really loved about this movie. Like showed how the virus started, how it moved kind of from country to country, which I really liked that it wasn't just kind of like an overview. It's like, right. let's give you a play by play of what happened, of the response from the US, from other countries in the world, how it was kind of moving here. Mm. Um, and I also like that the documentary kind of, was also about how the documentary itself was made. Yes. So you kind of see like, look at the conditions they're making this documentary in, yeah. And these setups that they're doing to interview with these they're doctors, like shipping these, you know, these, these kits and like, like how they're doing it. So I, I, I really appreciated that. It just, I really think this is required watching, mm-hmm. and I think that anybody um, who has like right now it's only on iTunes. It looks like I think so. Yeah. This is this is the kind of film that I wish would get picked up by a distributor, like. For like streaming, like, or like for it to go to a, a streaming like, distributor, to go yeah. to like Netflix or if this Amazon, was on Netflix, this would be nuts. You know, like this would be like number one trending in the world. Yeah, on Netflix, I think this is a, a really important film to watch, and it just makes you like, makes you upset, makes you angry. You're like, damn, like we could have been in a such better spot. Like I, you, you know, you look at it, and, and the whole film is purely about what happens if you leave politicians in charge of a virus versus if you leave scientists involved. Right. You know, mm-hmm. and you know South Korea shows that if you leave scientists involved and leading it how things turn out pretty much also same thing with new zealand as well you know 100 percent. and who and she just got elected again oh did she really yeah she's awesome okay i was was trying to keep an eye on that um but here's my thing if you're a fan of trump okay and i'm trying to be as kind about this as possible if you're a fan of trump and you know he does no wrong in your eyes Still try to watch this and try to watch it with an open mind because you can't deny the facts and the truth that are coming out of this. There, It's so plain and simple that it's there. And if it changes your mind or not, that's really going to be down to you. But my God, is it so obvious, the horrific decisions that were made going forward, the just lies, the, you know how you're saying one thing but really you're doing another thing it's it's alarming and um fuck trump yeah oh. yeah well said vote trump no it's just <laughs> oh, god um my take it like if you're you're watching this there is no there is no political message with this this doc like this right. doc is just spewing out facts yeah and, and that's the thing it's just like this is this is what happened. Yes. They are li- literally telling you what has happened from the eyes of experts that were in this yeah. um, pandemic, that are still in this pandemic, who have been affected um, by decisions from the government. Mm-hmm. And this is really focusing on uh, the United States, and, yeah. and some of it is uh, in South Korea. It is such a well-edited uh, piece of information because it brings you into the the idea of what was happening before january what were the steps taken how you know people were telling the the leaders of these kind of this country or the leader of this country to prepare yeah. get masks ready we have the you know we have the option of we have the ability to do this before it spans out and you know, a leader who's saying, no, it's going to go away in the summer and don't worry, it's going to magically disappear. Who still says that, by the way. Who yeah. still says it. Who still... I, like, there is... there is there. I don't know. Don't you not want to protect 
your people? <laughs> like, don't you want to make sure that as a leader that your people are not dying? Unless, other than just not caring yeah. and not like giving a fuck yeah. about what's happening. It's really weird. It's alarming, actually. Yeah. And they have, like, uh, some of these experts, like, they even have uh, the South Korean doctor who uh, was the first person to test the first patient, and he documented it and recorded it on video of the trial and how he kind of prepared. And because it was the first case of it in South Korea, he wanted to make sure that he was capturing everything that could be captured for scientific purposes and making sure that this person, you know, at the end of it succeeds and, and lives. And they do. And he he said, like, it was so sad because watching the United States and how their approach was it, their approach to it was so, like, their appearance did not, did not um, like, we how we looked at them was not expected on how they acted. Because right. we, we had, like, some sort of high hopes for them. They created the mass, the N- was and, it and, and then 95 and 95 masks they should have these masks ready for their for their yeah. people and it was just so sad and the the perception of how the rest of the world looks at the united states has changed forever. Oh, dramatically we forever we think of the states and i think even just growing up like living in north america we're lucky mm-hmm. but we always kind of we grew up i think with that mentality of like oh those things only happen outside of our country that stuff doesn't happen here wow and then you see it how COVID was handled here and you're like damn there's like we handled this bad yeah and it's like we're we're living through this now we're living with these mistakes that like governments have made here um and again like canada's not perfect but i'm saying like um, if we're looking there's more of a focus obviously in the states for this Mm -hmm. um 200,000 over 200,000 people dead in the states yeah it's like you're you're just seeing that and you're like how how do you look at that and be like yeah our president's doing a good job no like how do you how do you be like but yeah i'm still voting for him though yeah you know of all of of all the other shit things that he is yeah and does the racist the bigotry the misogynist all of that stuff but then you have just a clear fact where it's like it's black or white it's literally black and white it's like here's a fact yeah but that fact is your opinion man or Nah, I, I'm still voting for him though. Yeah, because he's what this country needs. I'm like, I, I don't think so. Right. I don't know. Like at that point, you can't argue with a person. Yeah, like that. that's the thing, and that that's that's my thing here. Like if you're, there, there might be some people out there who you know they, they the needle is pushed for them where they're like, okay, you know what? You're right. Trump isn't great. This movie again, it's it's not trying to go after Trump, but when something is so obvious, when it's right there in your face, how can you not call it out? Right. Yeah. It's a watch it for me. Yeah, oh, it's, it's a definitely it's watch a de- it. It's a definitely required watch it. Yeah. It's a required a, watch it. Uh, just, um, just yeah, again, have that open mind. Be prepared to really have active listening and listen to these people who are talking because they have a message to say. Yeah. And then also shout out to Elevation Pictures for um, sending, it to, sending it to us to watch because, yeah, this is one that I remember when Shay, you brought it up like a week or two ago. You're like, hey, like, this is one I really want to watch. And like, I didn't know it was, I didn't know it was a thing. And mm-hmm. then I started looking, I'm like, Oh wow, this whole thing was made during COVID. Like it's yeah. really well done. Very really, good. really well very, done. Very good. Um, last thing I watched this week, um, Rebecca. Mm-hmm. So this is, uh, this is a Netflix original film directed by Ben 
Wheatley? Yeah, Whitley. Oh, oh, Ben Wheatley, who you'll know, he also directed the film Free Fire, which mm-hmm. you saw a couple years ago. Which, which we did, yeah. Which I liked Free Fire. Yeah. Was, I, think was, I think it was okay. Too bad, yeah. Um, so Rebecca, based off novel, um, also based on the same novel that Hitchcock did, his Rebecca film off of. Um, basically, this movie stars Lily James and Army Hammer, and Lily James is like this... Uh, I guess she's a lady's companion. Lady's yeah. companion is the word they use. Yeah. Yes, and then she uh, basically meets Army Hammer, who is this well-off, uh, super rich, super rich person at this resort, and then they basically fall in love with each other. And the first half of this movie, um, really beautifully shot, is Monte Carlo. Like it's like a dream world. It's yeah. like it just looks gorgeous. They like they're kind of falling in love with one another. But throughout this movie, I was just like, where is this movie going? Yeah. Like I, I was always kind of on that path. I'm like. I like I'm like, enjoying this, but it's, I'm also just like I'm just curious, like what what obstacles are gonna arise mm-hmm. right now? So, but you really start to see these obstacles arise where when she moves into his house, and there's like I guess a leader of the house there who is um, Kristen Scott Thomas, yeah, Kristen Scott Thomas, who's in charge of how the house runs and everything like that. And you start to you start to realize, oh, you start to wonder, are things not as Something's they seem up. here? Something's, Something's up. You see these birds flying in a, in a crazy way because, yeah. like, you just—it's very Hitchcockian. Like, it literally found, sound, feels like, oh, there's something more to this house, or there's something more to this. There's a deep dark secret. You keep that's thinking, here. oh my god, is there like a ghost or you know? a body somewhere, or even, or, or even just like just some like this housekeeper? There's something going on with them. Like, you, you just were waiting for like the story to unravel and to yeah. find, get to the end and find out, and then you kind of again, no spoilers, obviously, because yeah. it is. I, I, I still. I still had some like enjoyment in this film. I was just wish that there was more to it. Mm. You know, like I, I liked Army Hammer a lot. I think he, I wish he was in it more. Yeah. Um, Lily James is, was good too. I just, I just wanted, and um, again, what's her name again? Chris Scott Thomas. Yeah. She's great in it too. Yeah. But again, I just wanted, I just felt like I wanted more out of this film. Yeah. I was just waiting for like more. Again, I don't know how, how, uh, true it was to the novel right but i like it was it's something that or how many liberties were taken i just wish that there was a little bit more to to, to kind of really get me involved in this film because i think towards the end i'm like yeah i'm like okay like then this happened and this happened and you're kind of figuring out this mystery ish but i, I kind of at the end i was like okay that was uh that was interesting. That was that was okay. Yeah, it, you, for me, it was um, like I, I loved this first half of the film. I thought I was so I was so gripped because I was like, okay, I just something's about to happen. Yeah. I can tell you're waiting for this all to go to hell. Yeah, because it, it's it's just it seems too perfect in a way. Um, and I kind of liked the setting that they were into the Monte Carlo, like the late '30s, early yeah. '40s kind of look. It was, it was very interesting. He's and very I'm, like a Gatsby-esque. Very, like, feeling, right? And I love Army Hammer, too. He's just very yeah. charming. Yeah. Um, when we finally get to the house and things start to seem a little mysterious, you know, there's he starts sleepwalking. And I'm like, oh, this is crazy when he starts sleeping. Yeah. And, and there's like, only one scene. Something, yeah, like, that, that's it, one scene. And then, you know, she's having these dreams. And then she's scratching herself at night. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is setting up to be like some crazy mystery thriller. And then when we find out what's really happening, you're just kind of like, oh, okay. Well, I guess that that was it. Like, yeah. it, I was, I felt so deflated. Yeah, you're, you're like, it, it felt like it was really kind of gearing up for like some big reveal or some big thing. And you're just like, oh, okay, that's sure, that's believable. Yeah, you know. And it's just like, okay, like I just, I just wanted some more to. To really kind of be like, yeah, this is a great movie to watch at Halloween. Like, I get why they're releasing it now. Yeah. But, like, it's also just like, yeah, like, I just kind of, I wish that there was more to chew on it. It definitely felt like 
this was a novel. Just kind of yeah. just the, like the feeling of everything of how these characters were written and Paced the look so much. It just it, 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 like you could have literally made this like a like a mini series and it yeah. would have felt uh, probably similar because I think the pacing felt long too. Yeah. That means two hours, but it feels right. a bit longer. Um, yeah, honestly, for me, I would say like if you're okay with something that's a bit of a slow burn, it definitely has some eeriness to it. But it's it's what you call this like a psychological drama, <laughs> like yeah, if that, yeah, if that, yeah. Um, then I would say like for me, like I would say maybe stream it if that interests you. But it's not one that I've I've really thought about today anymore. So yeah. Take that as you will. Yeah, for me, I, I'd say skip it. Um, I just think like, if you really do want to watch it, you probably already have a Netflix subscription. Yeah, but there's already so much on Netflix um, that you can probably watch instead. There's Hubie Halloween on there's there. There's Hubie, which I I watched about ten minutes of it. It was awful. Um, there's just so much there that you might find enjoyment in something else. I think that with this film. Um, you're not gonna leave with anything new or fresh, and you're right. just kind of be like, "Oh, I watched it." That's, that was all I watched this week. That was all you watched. Yeah. Anthony, I, what about I, you? I didn't watch it. That's okay. <laughs> now you know. But, but now I won't watch. No, I'm just, I will watch it. Um, this week, I yes, I, I watched the trial of the Chicago Seven. Um, I started Top Gear, so I was watching the Grand Tour. So I went back all the way to 2002. And I know I you're watching sending us clips. Top Gear, four by three. Like, oh my gosh, <laughs> it's crazy to think what you know when you watch old especially this is a a show about cars like what they thought cars were and then what cars are now and it's crazy like that was a wild part they were just talking about automatic gearboxes in fast performance cars like in ferraris which were always standard so then they moved to the automatic flappy paddle the pedals pedals, yeah yeah uh, so it's just the there that's how it looked like in 2002 so i'm kind of moving my way up and Maybe I'll finish seeing it. technology. Just seeing technology evolve. and cars and just how people... Guys, there's like, these things called electric cars. ...thought of cars, cars and where they expected cars. They were talking about keyless entry, right? Oh, wow. But crazy. It's still like... It's still... it. If you're really into Top Gear and the Grand Tour and just Jeremy Clarkson and Hammond, um, you can see like how their characters evolved from, from what they look like in the past to what they look like now. Just if you're a fan of that whole series. Where are you watching it? Uh, I want to see a Russian site <laughs> <laughs> or some like Ukrainian uh, site. I, it's called uh. virus.com. Uh, oh, I haven't got a okay. virus yet. It has airplay. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. My family's computers and, are Andy, all on Andy fire. was just like, uh, it was called, it was called iheartputin.ca. <laughs> uh, yeah, my friend Bobby White loves getting one. <laughs> there is no, there's no pr- platform that's streaming it. Right. Um, unless you're in the state you have like an option through amazon prime um through like a subscription channel of sorts right uh so yeah i found it on some sort of it looks russian it could also be ukrainian or something it's you know eastern european eastern Eastern european European, sure um i don't have viruses yet we'll see i'm not indoctrinated into the russian kgb you did ask a lot of last, a lot of Putin questions today. I know. Did I? Yeah. Putin on Putin, the brain huh? today. Um, I'm watching. I'm continuing watching Lovecraft Country. Did, which, it, not, is, if, did it finish? This I week? don't think so. Oh, okay, never. Because that last episode didn't feel like it was the last episode of the season. It's on episode nine, so I think when when this um, show comes out, it'll be episode ten. Um, enjoying it. it. This this episode wasn't as good as the others. Um, but I'm really enjoying the whole story of magic and, you know, 
the characters that are involved with it. I highly recommend you guys watch it if you have a chance to watch it. Sorry with the loudest voice because Shay was talking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think? I haven't finished it, but I think I'm on the year before. Like Trump is getting elected. Oh, okay. 2015. 2015. You're, you're pretty. You're pretty into it then. Um, Russell Crowe does such an amazing job. Great uh, as playing Roger Ailes. Roger Ailes, and just what a creepy dude, and what a piece of shit. Piece of shit, like <laughs> how he manipulated the the whole like right wing conservative. Yeah, let's make up news because we are we can do that because we're a news source and just not. That's not right. Like it's yeah. just so wrong. And even um, what's it? The owner of Fox at the, uh, Murdoch, Murdoch, and he just News going Board. along with it and just I don't know money, man, money. Yeah, they. He, that's what he said. He's like, let's find that niche, and there is a niche for conservatives. Let's make a news channel for just them. Yeah, but to the point where it was just lies. Wow. Yeah. Um, and then also the the harassment. Oh yeah. That is a huge. That's the biggest part of this. Yep. This uh, series. Yeah. Disgusting. Disgusting. Russell Crowe. Like, so I literally started watching the show last year. Literally the day after he won a Golden Globe. Was it for the show? For was for the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it was. Yeah, was yeah. it? A, it was a Golden Globe or was it an Emmy? It I think was it was a Golden a, Globe. It was a Golden Globe. I don't know if he was nominated for an Emmy because of the. Oh, because of the timeline of it. Timeline. Yeah. Of so it. yeah. So he won a Golden Globe for it last year, and I'm like, what is this show? Yeah. So I looked at it. I literally started watching the last the next day, and I finished it all in that day, because his performance there's like this unpredictability to mm-hmm. him too. It's scary that he he's genuinely like scary to watch because you don't know how he's going to react sometimes, and you're always just like you're always on your toes. And I'm if, that, if, if that's anything like with the real Roger Ailes, it's like that's a horrific r- workplace to be in. Yeah. yeah, you know. And again, John Lithgow played him in Bombshell. Bombshell. Did not feel that at all. No, no. No, no, no. He, I haven't Crow watched Bombshell, but I saw... It, like, Russell Crowe is genuinely scary in yeah. loudest voice. He does a great job. Yeah. Um, so I watched that. I haven't finished, but I will. You're pretty much at the end, though. Am I? Yeah. Um, I put on a, a movie that was um, sent to us called uh, Body and Bones. Mm-hmm. Um, Canadian flick, which is great. It's directed by uh, Melaine Otis. Mm. And I'll kind of give you a synopsis of the story because it's not like one of the, it's not a movie that you can just find. You have to go on to iTunes and or on Cineplex uh, to find out and watch it. But um, it's a story of uh, an emotional coming of age journey that follows Tess, a young woman uh, stuck in her small town in the care of her mother's boyfriend after her mother's passing. Uh, withdrawn from her life, the one thing that confronts Tess is the music of Danny Sharp, a local musician who left town 20 years ago. When she wakes one day to find him in her kitchen, it ignites a spark of life in her that quickly spirals out of control. So, um, very, like, this movie, when I watched it, it seemed like something I would have watched at TIFF if if, if, if TIFF was still, like... Um, like, if it had all the films. If it had all now. the films, and it was, you know, part of the Canadian content. Right. Um, not for me, and I'm not saying it's a bad film, it's just something that I don't think I would have found myself watching it is a story like if you if you are in a situation where you are in a small town and you feel like there's nothing happening for you it's like that idea it's like there's nothing for me here i want to get out i want to get out of this place but 
it becomes almost like an obsessive nature for for Tess right. in this case because she she grabs onto the one person who left this town and made a life, but realizes maybe this wasn't the life right that I expected yeah. to be when right. I left the good performances though. Good performances. It takes place in Newfoundland. Yeah. Um. So <laughs> I always look at Newfoundland being that's still a small town, no matter if you leave it or not. Yeah. <laughs> the city's small. Like, um. But yeah, good performances. I would, even though it wasn't for me, I wouldn't say don't watch it. I say still watch it. I think the, the, the visuals for this movie are fantastic. It's one of those movies where there's not a lot of dialogue. Mm. Um, very. It's short too, I think. It's right? short. It's like an hour and. Like 97 um, minutes, I think. Something like that. Yeah, I read it. That's why. <laughs> so is that two hours? <laughs> well, it was just like an Wait, hour and a half. Hour and a half. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. I'm like, I, when I said an hour and you like 97 minutes, I'm like, there's no such thing as 97 minutes in an <laughs> um, <laughs> why are you guys laughing? I was just laughing because, like, I was just I was just looking at the synopsis of this film, and I hit images on Google, and literally, <laughs> it's just so stupid. Literally, because it's called body body, body and bones, bones right? body and bones, and yeah. literally, the only thing that I get on Google images is just pictures of skeletons. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, it's not about that. There's no skeletons. It just, in this it just movie. threw me off. That's just, I'm like, oh, They're let me also just like educational skeletons too. Yeah, I, yeah. I was just trying to see like the poster for the film. <laughs> Um, me up. But yeah, like great performances. Again, it's not a, you know, you're not going to get like this long script. A lot of the visuals and how they use their visuals For to sure. tell the story. Um, very Canadian too, yeah. which uh, I appreciate because I haven't seen, like I don't watch Canadian content. Right. Because weirdly enough, it's, we live in Canada, but a lot of the Canadian content. The access is a lot harder. Yeah, because we don't, we don't really see it advertised as much, mm-hmm. right? So it's like, I don't really see a lot of Canadian films until... Sometimes they're on, like, Crave, and I'll just be flipping through the channels. I'm like, oh, what's this film? I'll look it up. I'll be like, oh, this is a Canadian film. But see, that's the thing. You on don't... at, like, 4 o'clock in the morning or something. Yeah. Like that. yeah, you don't give it a chance because it's a Canadian film. So I think, like, you know, there are a lot of small towns in our area, and there yeah. are a lot of people who deal with the depression of trying to get out and what's left or what can I do outside of this place and being stuck in a situation where they can't sure. get out. Yeah. And then, you know, this is what that story kind of leads to. But it also has more to it because it, it kind of grounds you as a person. Sure. And just to realize what she has gone through and what she'll be going through in this movie um, is really, really shows a strength to her character. Sure. Well said. Um, I watched On the Rocks, directed by Sofia Coppola, starring Bill Murray, uh, Rashida Jones, and Marlon Wayans. Mm. That's the correct Wayne's that brother, is a quick, yeah. yeah. This, um, really enjoyed it. Which Wayne? That's the right Wayne. That's a new game show we're going to start. Which Wayne's was it? <laughs> really enjoyed it. Um, I thought the script was great. It, it's just it seems so such a simple story. It's it really a, does. Really, it's a simple. story. It's a father and daughter story, and it's a daughter who's you know dealing with the idea that maybe her husband might be cheating or might you know? and like it's just it creates this anxiety and she's a writer and she's she's just she hits she's hit a roadblock in her writing and a lot of things are ha- not happening very similar to you know body, body and bones. bones where it's like well, where can i go and then you know you start to obsess with things and you know, Bill Murray's character and uh, being her father is just like the the instigator of so yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, let's go follow him. Let's go. Yeah. Let's, and, let's, yeah. Where, where's the okay? I'm gonna write. I'm you gonna don't. File, you you don't know much about men because really, men need to conquer and right. and, and procreate as yeah. much as possible. Seriously, uh, because that was her father's right 
Her, uh, his ideals. His ideals. Yes. So uh, I think the, I thought the chemistry between Rashida and Bill Murray was fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Very believable um, father-daughter dynamic. Yeah. And I'm wondering if how much of it was pulled from Sophia's real life uh, relationship with uh, Francis. Um, if you love New York, you will love this film because yep. it shows off New York so well. Oh, no, shot so well. We were, I was I was telling Shay like, there's something about New York filmmakers. They know how to shoot their city. They know yes. they know how to show off New York City. Yeah. You know? And it's you can tell like just the way it's presented. Yeah. It's not um, just like the glamour shots of like Scott, the, like like oh here's the uh, the freedom is the freedom tower yeah the freedom tower like or here's like Empire State it's not like those like no lo- you don't those, even see those yeah it's not like the it's, like, it's not like the stock videos like you see like in between yeah. friends and stuff like this that. is like it's like shot in Soho or something yeah, like, yeah. you and see like yeah. and you can tell like the characters they're, they're they're the way they dress and how they are presented and how they go to these parties yeah. at night and they have the the babysitter who's yeah. always available yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> upper east side Chanel bag Gucci bag but like still down to earth yes right. it's that type of idea and i i feel like that what's it's Sophie, believable very it's very believable sophia pulls that i guess from her life sure. into into this story and i th- i think this movie will probably be nominated for original screenplay because it's so well written yeah and the shot composition and just the 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 art direction for some yes. of these shots were so fantastic there's a scene where um rashida goes to to Mexico, she's sitting on this bed, and this bed is like just very orange, and yeah. walls pink, and she's just sitting there, and this shadow across her face. It's it's actually really, really well shot yes. as well. I can see Bill Murray maybe getting a, a supporting actor. Yeah, and there is a lot of like dialogue and a lot of, especially if you have relationships like this or a strain, not strain because I don't think it's a strain relationship, but yeah. the idea it's just of just a weird relationship with her dad, it, right? Just yeah, family dynamics and yeah. how's how uh what's happened in that family right there are great conversations about um being a husband being someone who you look up to as well as a child like as a daughter because you look up to your parents at points because you want to be very similar to them and right. then how their perception can harm and your harm your thinking of what your relationship looks like right so there are there are great conversations about monogamy and yeah. there's a great conversations about uh just being in struck stuck in a rut yeah. yeah um and it's just it's a really well written movie yeah i really dug it i, I really, really really dug it. it you can check out our full review too on of course on the movie podcast feed if you want to hear uh what shay and i had to say about it too yeah, but what would you I'm, give it though um i'll watch it yeah yeah, yeah definitely well if you have apple tv plus you've already paid for the movie true also if you have apple tv plus uh it's also been extended we didn't talk about it's oh, been yeah. extended until the end of january nice so apple has extended that so for people who bought i guess their phones last year um you know you're now getting an extra three months out of apple tv plus so hopefully we'll have some great content to watch in that time yeah question if you buy an, an iphone today and you already bought an iphone last year you still get do you still get the one year free again i think it's once on your account uh, unless you change your apple id yeah i get it i, I get guess. it um i'm still watching the good lord bird which i found out is actually created by ethan hawk and it had told oh, you guys wow. about it it's about yes. an a- a- abolitionist yeah is that how you say it yeah uh james i want to say james brown jim brown mm-hmm. um and how he you know conquered and his story and it's told in the eyes of a, of a slave named onion and who, how he kind of dresses up as a woman 
to, and he's actually a boy, uh, dresses up as a woman just to like flee and free himself from um, doing, being part of uh, uh, slavery and all yeah. that. Uh, watch Totally Under Control. Watch The Boys. Season finale. Thought it was really good. Um, I'm interested to see where season three leads us. Oh, I just want it. I just want it. Uh, yeah. I, and I was calling for it Stormfront. Yeah, Stormfront. <laughs> Nazi. She's Stormfront. Not, I love how, like, I, I don't want to spoil it. We should do a spoiler cast for it one we day. We should. Um, but yeah, Stormfront got what she deserved. What did you, you think of this whole season then? I loved it. It was better than last season. Yeah, I think I think last season was like kind of the tee up. Like yeah. the first season was, was very much like this ain't your daddy superhero, movie. right? You know, like this this is like we're we're literally going to take what you know about superheroes. We're going to turn them on their head. We're going to show you. We're going to kind of put a mirror up to like how like how they would look in a real world scenario. Mm-hmm. And then this season, it's like yeah, we we got you in be- with all the craziness. Yeah, but now let's start dropping some like harsh realities and it's like we get the white supremacy we get like the police brutality we yeah. get like a lot of that kind of stuff intertwined to these storylines where it's not vague it's not like they're trying to hide these no parallels to our real world but they're very much just like yeah this world is fucked up but we're only making fun of the real world that we're living in. exactly right by you know masking it over right. certain things with, with, with superheroes yeah. and all that great season i i just wanted more like i think yeah i think we could have gotten a little bit more with stormfront this year one or like, two more episodes one or two that more was my complaint like, eight episodes is not enough for a tv series like that i think i i, I, I rather, don't know what was the last eight episode tv series that i watched it's usually 10 like I, i'm so used to 10 yes. yeah or nine yeah i felt like there could have been i think there could have been like maybe an episode maybe just dedicated to like when i think of like watchmen I think Watchmen was nine episodes. But see, Watchmen's a li- like there is no continuations of the Watchmen, right? No, but, we- but with Watchmen, I mean, like in the sense, like they still had episodes where, like, oh, this episode is it's all about, about this this character. Right, 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 and I right. think we could have had one of those, el- or even I think like Mythic Quest, yeah. Where it's like here's this episode where it's like almost like a an else not an elsewhere's but like here's this establishing idea or person in this world we're gonna do i would have loved just an episode on stormfront yes for yes. her her whole kind her of like lady liberty lady liberty coming into power like and seeing that unless they're saving that for maybe the future i would just would have loved a dedicated let's do an episode that's not tied to anything right now i almost ripped the wire out of my microphone oh my god uh and kind of focus on that yeah, yeah that that would be one thing like even though you knew she was a Nazi, she never presented herself as like as a, <laughs> as a Nazi. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> you never so saw nonchalantly the, too. You know she's like you know, a Nazi. You know she's a Nazi. Saying that right? <laughs> but like you never seen that dark part no. of her, other right. than the scene with um with the brother. Yeah. Um, and then the other the other brother because there was two scenes: one when she was uh, Lady Liberty, right, and the brother, and then when she was. Stormfront with uh, I forgot her the the character's name the Vietnamese character, right? Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. But like you don't see how dark she Kimiko, is. Kimiko, Kimiko, yeah. And you you just didn't understand like why. Well, well, yeah. Like what is again? Like if you know the comics, I guess you'll know that she would she was a white supremacist Nazi. But like you you wanted to like like I would have I think again. This is me just wanting more. Yeah. This is not me taking anything away from the series. I also wanted more Homelander in the sense of how he grew up. Yeah, maybe we'll it's, see it too. Yeah. You know, but like, because we know we're getting a prequel series. 
Yes, there but is. But the prequel series is that that's kind of like an X Men type movie, right? It's like in a school or something with yeah. that's what they're saying. I think we also spent maybe a bit too much time on the church with um, the deep. Oh yeah, because I and I don't think that really amounted. It didn't, it didn't pay off. It didn't me. pay off. I, I get they had yeah. to establish them maybe. Yeah, but it just felt like okay, we're spending a lot of time with this. And then we're not really going anywhere. Those are always the parts for me that were that were kind of the driest because right. I kept wondering what was going to happen. And then you know when um, A Train kind of got in and then got out, like I was like, okay, like where is this really going? Yeah, I I thought the surprise character reveal at the mm, end yes, was right. very. Yeah, I did not see that coming. Yeah, and I'm wondering where sense, where does it lead to? Right, yeah. does it lead to? Is this person bad? Is this person good? Is this person only doing it for, you know, political reasons? Political reasons, or, or does this person want to make changes? Yeah. Right. Um, so yeah, I thought her their reveal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, their I, reveal was was great. But it's this this show is one of those shows that like because we knew I knew it came out early on Thursday nights is like nine o'clock. Or eight thirty, whenever it dropped, like I'd watch it. Yeah, it was only the season finale that I I watched on the Friday itself. That I'm like, damn, like I want this to end. And I know you were you were holding off watching it because you didn't want it to end either. Yeah. Um. I just yeah. Again, are I, they filming? They start filming in February, I believe. Oh, wow. they said. So we'll probably get it again in August, S- September. September. Yeah. You know. Um, Great show. And the last show. thing I watched a lot this week. The last thing I watched actually was the first thing I watched in the week. Uh, Dante's Peak. Starring uh, Linda Hamilton and Pierce Brosnan. What made you want to watch that? I just saw it, and I just I remember watching it as a kid, and I'm like, man, this was a it was a great movie as a kid, and I still think it was. It's still a great movie as an adult. Like it's it's nothing that's gonna change no. you know, cinema, but you know, this this volcano that's erupting, and it was during that time period of Independence Day and. Natural Disasters, Twister. I watch it in my... The volcano uh, was out of that time, too, I think, right? Vo- they, they went up against each other. Was it? The, the so. volcano? Was it, was it, was it Dante's... Because it was Dante's Peak, and it was another film as well. Or was it... Are you thinking of Deep Impact and... No, but there also was with Dante's Peak as well. I'll, another I'll, volcano I'll see if it Well, yeah, there was I Volcano with... I watched Dante's with... Peak, and last time I watched it was like in my grade 11 philosophy class. Whoa. Yeah. What was philosoph- philosophical about it? I think we were just... May, may yeah, it was Volcano. Okay. See, I didn't like Volcano as much as Dante's Who's in Volcano again? Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones yeah, and... Man. The thing is, I watched Volcano first, so I loved it because it was so stupid. It was about a volcano in LA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. such a dumb movie, <laughs> but it was so good because Tommy Lee Jones was just wicked. And yeah. then I watched Dante's Peaks. So I was more of the Volcano guy, but really, they're both really dumb, but really fun. Yeah. Yeah. And there was so... There was scenes in Dante's Peak that I totally forgot. Forgot about the grandmother who... Who, who, who to save her grandkids uh, goes into the water, which is all like uh, acidic level to yeah. the extreme, and she's like burning. Ah, is this? <laughs> is this? Oh, I was like, I watched this as a kid, yeah. man. And they, this was part of the like because they're both ninety seven. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was, and then what? Deep Impact and what? Armageddon. Was, and Armageddon was what ninety. 9? Nine? 9 or 98? 98. Yeah. 98 CGA yeah. still held up, yeah. too. And they use practical effects, like the small town just being torn apart by, yeah. you know, earth, the volcanic at, volcanic ash, and as well as, like, volcano... Yeah. Bro- they really burn people. That was your real grandma getting burned in that... Yeah, they really burned... the pool. I would they never go... a lot in... of grandmothers in this film. Did they? I'm just kidding. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they won a I, World Record. I remember that. watching this uh, and thinking, I will never go into a hot spring, because... The hot springs in this movie would kill you yeah, and oh, boil yeah. you alive. 
And I was I definitely never... more afraid of volcanoes in '97. And really, oh for sure, I've never seen one yet. And no. I thought Dadi Speak was real. I thought this was a real volcano. Of then course. I realized it wasn't real. Yeah, there's a real volcano. I think Mount Saint Helen. Ellen, Helen, Helen is a real volcano. I believe mm. volcanoes. We believe in volcanoes. We, yeah, yeah. Though. I we do believe in volcanoes. No, I mean, we like, believe volcanoes are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not denying the existence. We're not volcanoes. Volcano like volcanoes kill a lot of people. <laughs> do they? Yeah, apparently they do. I don't know. What's the statistics on that? I don't know. But I like when like, I when I talk, I say things, but I don't know if they're yeah. Because you were talking about Ron Howard a little while ago, and you yeah. didn't know where you were going with that one. Either. Um. <laughs> yeah, volcanoes. I am curious how many people are killed by volcanoes a year i feel like a lot because he made two movies do well that's it though that's it and two pompeii movies. pompeii was uh, pompeii was just a that, volcano that's more about your people though that was my people even like even my people dying they they created like an art piece you know you know what i'm <laughs> saying italians for you you know like regular volcanoes they just to decimate the land but yeah. like in italy they they preserved there was, it i know there was one in uh the philippines last year i think was it big it was big, yeah. Did it kill people? I don't know about that. But I'm it's sure like, it must have. There, are, there was one in New Zealand last year that killed 19 people. Yeah. Um, yeah. Volcanoes well, are scary. The volcanoes are scary, but like... There is a... You're laughing. He is laughing. <laughs> Volcano, it's, it's just thing. like... It's just so... It's so out of there. Like, you don't think of volcanoes being the no. one that's going to kill you. No, but we think... I don't think anybody. Does. <laughs> well, if you live next to one, you, you oh, think yeah, it's gonna yeah. happen. I live I next to a there's volcano. There's a good chance oh, that sure. I might be killed by. I this. mean, I think of volcanoes the same way I think of the the, the, Bermuda, the Bermuda Triangle. I'm like, I'm no, not no, gonna I don't worry think, about. I don't it. think it's that way. No, but like, I'm oh, not gonna okay. be like, where am I gonna be near a volcano right now? Well, I think I have. Like, I'm not near like an ocean where the Bermuda Triangle is. Either. I guess like when I was in the Philippines, I did think I was like, oh, I'm near a place near a volcano. Right. That was my like six degrees of separation right. there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, like I, I guess for me, volcanoes and like asteroids coming to the Earth are like in the same. Oh, really? Eh? Yeah. yeah. But see, volcanoes are slower. Like you can outrun a volcano. Yeah. Asteroid is like Unless, if an asteroid hits the Earth, we're done. But also, like we have, we've been luckily avoiding a lot of them. You know, these asteroids they just keep coming at us, and we're just like, nah. I love the tangents that we've been on today. Yeah. We've had some really good tangents, tangents today. That's what happens when I host the uh, podcast. We've, we've had some good tangents today. Let us know who your favorite host is. No, I'm just kidding. Let us know who your favorite tangent don't. is. Um, <laughs> Top yeah, tangents. Yeah, that's, that's what I've been watching. Okay. What about you, Shay? Me? You know, good old me. I, I didn't think I'd actually finish my Lord of the Rings trilogy. Oh, you did finish it. But I ended up dead because I was kind of in the mood for something familiar. And I was like, oh, well, I might as well put on Return of the King. Let's see how far I can get. Then I finished it. Um, so that was bum, great. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> that was, yep, that's the score from the film. You're absolutely <laughs> right. Uh, we watched Trial of Chicago 7. Um, after Trial of Chicago 7, I told Daniel, I'm like, hey, I've never really watched A Few Good Men. Um, and it's Aaron Sorkin. And you were like, dude, you got to watch it, man. I watch that movie every year, nonstop. I'm always watching A Few Good Men. And I always go to like, I'm Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> hey, still don't worry about it. And I was like, all right, Daniel, if you stop talking about it. You can't handle this, the truth. <laughs> I'm like, if you stop talking about it, I'll watch it. Uh, and I, I owned it on iTunes. So I just, I put it on. I watched it. I really, really enjoyed it. Thought it was wicked. Great movie. Um, then I was in the movie Light. Just something, you know, I, I was, you know, I wanted to watch something that is fun. And one of my favorite films is Crazy Stupid Love. I think it's such a good movie. I absolutely love Ryan Gosling. You know, he's so charming and Canadian and hot. He's a hot guy. It's a, it's a trifecta. Yeah. So I love that film. I love Steve Carell in it. I love Emma Stone in it. Uh, Julianne Moore. Everyone in that movie. Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon. Everyone in that movie is so good. And there's like... 
twist. Marissa Tomei. Marissa Tomei. This twist in the film too that you don't really see coming. Oh yeah, really fun film. It's just such a good movie. I think. Yeah. Have you seen it, Anthony? Yes, I have. Do you like it? Yeah, I really do. Good. I wouldn't watch it like again, like you guys. Okay. In that sense, where I, I would, put <laughs> I would it on. never recommend it to somebody. I, I would say I just, skip it. <laughs> I would watch it if it was on TV. I wouldn't put it on. It's one of those movies that I feel like is always on TV as yeah. well. Like, like not. I don't watch TV too much, but when I do, yeah, it's like oh, crazy stupid love is on. Yeah, it's always usually on, but like. I like putting on two when I just want to have something in the background, yeah. something light. But it's one of those movies that I put on to have in the background, and then I just end up watching it because I'm having so much fun watching it. really fun. It. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, Rebecca, we talked about, and Totally Under Control. So that was what I watched. It's been a week. It's yeah, been it's quite been a, a week. It's been a week. Yeah. But just like The Return of the King, we have... The return of the trivia. Oh, okay. oh, that was a good one because I was like, "Oh, I'm going to say all things come to an say, end." What's going to happen right now? Say it, Shay. We're going to we're going to sail off in the sunset <laughs> or something. So we didn't really have much of a theme this week, but at least um, one of the biggest news stories this week was the Adam McKay star-studded film. Yes, right. So where do you think I'm going with this? I'm curious. You guys, I don't know. You guys always have to think of an answer in your head. No, because because like, originally we were talking about like, hey. It's episode 80. We'll do something 80, something inspired. It'll we'll, we'll come. Don't worry. It'll but, come. But 80 episodes, that's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. That's congratulations really, to us. Congratulations 80. to us. No yeah. one thought we'd get past eight. We outsmoked no. quite and a bit 80. of other podcasts that haven't hit the 80 mark yet. It's so true. that's good. Yeah. Some podcasts don't even hit 79. Or 78. <laughs> you know, but Damn. we hit 80. T. Yeah. So we're doing good. So my question is about a little unknown actress named Meryl Streep. Oh. And is this alphabetical choice? Yes, alphabetical yeah. choice. It's not alphabetical choice actually. I'll just I'll, if you guys want to give me the answer. If you guys have trouble with it, then I'll give you alphabetical choice. Okay. Um, Daniel already is for some reason in the zone thinking He's of an Jedi answer. mind tricks. Here. He's going through her Wikipedia right I'm now. Going, I'm, I'm I pulled up her IMDb in my brain. Yeah. And I was like, okay, let's go. How many times has Meryl Streep been nominated for an Academy Award? And bonus points if you can tell me how many times she's won. Oh, uh, I'll do prices right rules as well. Prices right, eh? I'll do prices. <laughs> Don't give me the one though. Don't give me like one dollar, because <laughs> then I'll be like, Fuck. no. <laughs> um, I want to say, I don't know, Daniel. Do you want me to go first? You can go first. That's okay. I'll just, and this is a pure guessing because yeah, yeah. she's been nominated so many times. Yeah. In, won so many times i want to say she's been nominated 16 times okay and has won four okay cool very good daniel i was gonna say she's nominated 10 times okay and she's won three okay very interesting because you got the closest to nominations she's been nominated 21 times jesus okay but she's won three Oh, okay. So maybe I'll give a point to both of you then. Point each? Yeah. Yeah, it's not right. communism, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is not communism. We're, we're democracy. You keep talking about Putin today a lot, eh? Yeah. After your Russian virus website. Uh, Russians, uh, they they ha- they are not communists anymore. Oh, not after you came in. Uh, but yeah, so you know, <laughs> I've given you guys your, your points there. Good job to both of you. 21 nominations, that's insane she's won three times so that's nuts like yeah. I, I was thinking i'm like i thought like when anthony's at 16 i'm like dude like like take it easy you're man. you're relaxed yeah <laughs> you're you're fucking up marrow, there, right? but like 21 times my yeah. god and she's one she's only won three only so one three 
Yeah, what, an <laughs> what a loser. I'm curious how much uh, Daniel Day-Lewis nominated in one as well. I don't think as much as... But has, hasn't he won every time he's been nominated too? I don't think so. Those I don't are facts. He was, was missed out a few. Maybe. Like, I know he was nominated for Gangs in New York, but missed that. Didn't he win for Gangs in New York? I thought he, I thought he, I thought won, he won for, for Gangs in New, New York. York. Did he? I think he's won. Or maybe it was um, the My other movie. My <laughs> left No, the, the movie... Maybe it's the movie after Gangs in New York that he did about the fashion... Art. Phantom Thread. Not not Phantom that. Thread. There was another one before that. He was nominated for Phantom Thread. He didn't win. Yeah. Like uh, Gangs of New York. He was a nominee. He didn't win. Oh, okay. Uh, In the name of the Father, he was a name. He was nominated. He didn't win. But he's won for Lincoln. There will be blood in my left foot. Yeah, that's what it was. That was my trivia question for next week for you. So. He's been nominated six times. Okay, good for him. Yeah, but not like a loser. Twenty-one <laughs> well, times. That's crazy. Dork. Gosh. The real question is, who is the most winning? Academy Award. I think it's Walt Disney. Other than like not like actress, actress, actress and actor or actor. Yeah. Who has the most? That's a great question. That's a fantastic question. We'll yeah, we save should, that for we next should, time. We should think well, about that. Maybe for... our audience could try to answer that and send us a friggin' message in our mailbag. <laughs> so aggressive, but a friggin' message, you idiots. That was my Putin coming out. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was, it definitely was. Send us a message. <laughs> I'm not a bad guy. <laughs> I'm, I'm not, not, a, I'm not bad a bad guy. guy. You know? That's you. Yeah, <laughs> you're Homelander. I'm not Homelander. Yeah. We actually like I didn't know this, but we share the same name. The actor and the yeah, Anthony Starr, right? His name is he spells it without the H. Antony. Ah, oh, okay. But it's Thank still, God you said name though. I was I'm like, what else do you guys? What else do you want to share in common yeah, with Homelander? We also share but... our love for <laughs> killing. Oh, I thought you were going to say Nazis. I'm like, no, I don't know about that. <laughs> Thank God. I'll have to think about that. Wait, why do I think about it? <laughs> Daniel. Um, anyways, so that was the movie podcast this week, guys. I hope you really enjoyed this episode. It was my favorite episode of this week. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think personally that the 80th episode of this week was Yeah, great. yeah. yeah. 80 episodes. We've 80 done this episodes. 80 times. Yeah. My God. Imagine when we get to 90. Woo. And then 100. Woo. And then you can't stop us. <laughs> uh, so we'll have more reviews coming out as we're you know more screeners are coming out so keep an eye on our movie podcast feed across all your favorite podcast services make sure to give us a review on apple Podcasts or any of your podcast streaming services as well send us some questions answers or um things that you want to see or eat or you know things that you like send us words formulating sentences to this time with.com slash talk and of course that was this time with the movie podcast and we'll see you next.